This is special report. Neil Armstrong may have seen extraterrestrials on the moon. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer. Because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Full Spectrum Universe. We are back Saturday night, 8 to 10 p.m. How is everybody doing? We have an amazing, well, an amazing paranormal team joining us this evening. My guests, what we're going to do is we're going to share the screen real quick so we can introduce them. Then we're going to bring them in. So let's all have a look. Here we go. We ready? There it is. Let's make it big so everybody can see. Outlaw paranormal let us face your fears one two three come on all right we've got gina jimmy and jeff outlaw paranormal how are you guys good how about you I am fantastic. Thank you so much. It's an honor and a privilege to have you here on Full on Full Spectrum Universe. We love you guys to death. We love highlighting all the paranormal teams that are out there. So what we're going to ask is that you just be, pretty much introduce yourself. Tell us how you guys got involved in the paranormal right off the bat. A sense of what, what made you come together as a group, let's say. Go ahead, Gina. Go ahead, Gina, start <laughs> um, out. Actually, we met um, on another team. That we were part of for a couple of years and then i think jeff went off on his own first and then uh, jimmy and i split off uh, a few months ago so we're we're new as a team uh, but not necessarily new to the paranormal awesome yeah we we just decided to go our separate ways and do stuff a little bit different and since we started doing stuff different it's it's, it's working it's working <laughs> real good for us yeah, we just kind of got a connection. I mean, it's unreal. I mean, we're like all brothers and sisters. I mean, we that, and that's the way we get along. I mean, we have laughs and fun, but you know, we get aggravated. But you know, we're all we're all family. family. <laughs> yeah, I mean, doesn't everybody get aggravated here and there? It tends to be a uh, tumultuous situation, shall we say, sometimes when you're exploring the other side. It can get hot, heavy, and with the energies in the room, things can kind of get crazy. But, you know, the fact that you guys come together and that you're a coagulated group now, I mean, that's that's a pretty awesome thing. It's definitely something behind it. I believe that there's no such thing as coincidence. So let's have each one of you tell us that moment that you realized that the paranormal was for you. That that one moment that took you out and said, "Okay, this is the reason why I explore it, and this is I'm going to get into this as you know whether whether it's your full time career or what you do as a pastime." Well, me myself, <clears throat> I 
I was born with a special gift. My mom got a special gift. My youngest daughter got a special gift. And we can actually see things, see spirits, hear spirits, and talk to them without any using any devices. And that's something a lot of people don't have the gift to do. No, absolutely not. I mean, I well, my team, we have a psychic medium. And it's kind of funny you say that, but the last investigation we did was was over a uh it was basically in this same format where we were in somebody's house and it was the first time that i was literally able i didn't speak to them but i could see every spirit moving in the house i never knew i could do that she you know i think it might have been a little bit of the nerves that kicked in most incredible investigation that i've been on i've been on quite a few and now all of a sudden i'm like wait a minute why is it through the computer i can actually see it now so it was kind of wild but i mean that's pretty crazy how about you gina i've always been interested in in things like this ever since i was little you know the ouija board and all the the craziness um i guess i was about 20 and uh, at a friend's house had been asleep and woke up to a shadow figure standing in the corner looking at me and um, I was trying to talk to the person that was on the other side of the room asleep and I kept blinking okay I'm asleep I'm asleep I'm gonna wake up here and I kept watching it and it was watching me and so I finally turned and yelled for my friend across the room I looked back he was gone and I didn't know until just a couple of years ago that this was a thing it was the the hat man shadow figure that a lot of people have seen this I was like I I knew that guy (laughs) But uh, so, yeah, that was probably the one point that sticks out for me that that I really became interested. And then I guess I never knew it was a thing until all the ghost shows came out and found out, hey, people are actually this is a thing. They're actually doing this. So. Well, absolutely. They're out there out there, you know, and that's one of the things that once we get a, a little like glimpse of how they're doing it out there, you're like, okay, now now it's my turn. I'm going to take it to the next level and I'm going to go. So go ahead. I did, I like to interject. I'm sorry. Sometimes I do that. No, you're, you're fine. Now, mine, it was, I was in kindergarten, or the hat man. I, didn't, I just dawned on me what I seen. You know, it was Christmas Eve. Seen him at the end of the hallway. I freak out, being that little. You know, mom, dad come in, tell them I seen somebody. They look now. No, no, it wasn't nobody. You know, you're just dreaming. So it gets swept under the rug, get older, and we move into another house. Um, a guy had committed suicide in it, and uh, me and my nephew both in the bedroom. He didn't, I mean, just nightmares. I'm uh, I just, I ain't even gonna speak of it. I remember it just like it happened yesterday. It's so burnt into my mind. Uh, just always felt watched, threatened, you know, hearing stuff. Just, I, you know, that my dad's like, yeah, there's stuff out there, but don't talk about it, you know. Just kind of keep it quiet to yourself. <laughs> and then just different stuff went on. Then, you know, ghost hunters come out on TV. And I'm like, sweet, they people do this. I want to do this now. I'm, you know, I want to go look, you know, figure out what's going on and help people. And and then I um, ended up getting with the team and it just grew from there. And, you know, and I'm working on some stuff now that I've got to open up to. You know, that I didn't know I had the ability for. So 
and now I do, so I have to, you know, unblock it and open it. So I get I yeah, I understand that too. I think that's we're kind of on the same wavelength with what happened to me on the last investigation. It was just something that blew my mind. But you know, one of the great things about, you know, teams from all over the place is they have different a different way to do it. It's a it's a big culture that we have that's paranormal. But each different you know, area of the country does things a little bit different. Some people use a lot of tech. Some people use a lot of uh, like the psychic abilities. What do you think? Where do you think you guys fall into? Do you, from what I understand in your bios, you guys use a lot of old methods to or old fashioned ways to, you know, basically communicate and, and you know, ha- find your instances where you have contact. So do you want to explain to us what those old methods are? Well, we rely a lot on what Jimmy sees and uh, dowsing rods is one of his, uh, one of the favorite tools that he has that. Uh, yes. And, and I nothing, love using a dowsing rod. And then nothing is better yeah. than a digital recorder and a camera. To, to catch. I, I agree. I agree with that a hundred percent. You know, some of the best, best evidence that you will find is that EVP that you kind of don't know is happening until you can review it. But, you know, there's contact there that most people don't realize right off the bat either. But what are some of the be- like the gr- best things that you've heard coming over EVP? I, we was in, down at Brushy Mountain State Prison down here in Petros, Tennessee. Me and a, a former teammate, we was walking right down in front of death row. We was like, man, could you imagine like being here and dying? And uh, just that was one of my first big investigations. I've done a lot of residential, you know, sometimes you get stuff, sometimes you don't. But, but being down there, I'm like, I know who I was around. I knew where everybody was. We get back home. I listen to my recorder. And about time we say, could you imagine dying here? We get somebody saying, I ain't dead yet, y'all. And it was just as clear as me and him talking. And I was like, Wow. And that that, that stuff that sticks out. I mean, it just—I was like, I believe now. <laughs> yeah. That—that's awesome. I think that that's awesome. Like, that's a great one. That sounds—that sounds like a great story. Yeah. And then we was—we uh, just started the team up together, and we was doing an investigation of a whale, where some kids was supposed to be killed. The bodies was never supposed to been found or anything at the whale. So one night we was there, and we asked if they'll need help and it says not tonight and then we was letting the kids the kids was communicating with us and it felt like one was on my back and i asked her i said are you still on my back and she said yes it's actually spirit box communication that's wild that's wild that that was crazy and we do have them videos yeah we do have them videos posted I, I saw you had some videos posted on, on. So, guys, go check out their YouTube channel. It's Outlaw Paranormal. Um, TikTok. Oh, you guys are on TikTok too. How do you how do you find how do you like the TikTok side of it? Explain to us kind of kind of uh, interactions that you get on the TikTok side. That's actually kind of where we we started putting things was on on TikTok, and and it was it was a lot of fun. There's a lot of uh, paranormal TikTokers out there, so so it's been. That's worked really well for us, I think. And it, it's been a lot of fun because you're only posting, you know, about 30 seconds of the video. So you got to get the good, the good part. And which 
well, you're an investigator. You know, you sit in the dark for eight hours and, and you come out with one little thing, you know, you're so excited over something. <laughs> so well, I got that 30 seconds there. I can. Well, that's right. It, com- it Like that 30 seconds is basically the compartmentalization of the entire evening into that 30 <laughs> second spot where you're like, oh, all right. Okay. You know, you get it, you get into it. It can make the whole night. That 30 seconds can make yeah. an eight hour night be like, yes, you know. Well, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. You know, sometimes, like you said, you're just sitting in the dark. You're like, okay, wait, let's wait for something to happen. But that's one of the things I like about TikTok, too, is you, you when you're scrolling through videos, it's like the stuff that you look at, it kind of finds these other people. And it's like a really big community of where people come together. I mean, it's, you know, I wish the some of the paranormal was more like that, of course, but some of the egos and things like that, that the experience <laughs> is a little yeah. crazy. But, yeah. you know, so... Take, take, tell us a story of the, if you meet somebody brand new, right? What's the investigation that you tell them about when you're telling a story or trying to explain to them what the paranormal is to you in that sense? Everybody has that story, that go-to story that they're just like, yep, this is, you know, that's it. My main one is the little kid that, we got it well. I mean, I pull it up on TikTok, show people and let people hear the little girl say, talk to me and say, yes, she's still on my back. So that's one of the main ones for me. And We actually played tag that night yeah. and everybody felt everybody something. It went yeah. right around. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. That's phenomenal. Did, did you guys have any other experiences in that house or in that place that, that tell us all about it? Tell us about that specific investigation. <laughs> We cannot um, find evidence as far as all this. We, I, we, I, I try to research everything. The, the people we know existed. Um, this was a, a family-owned um, farm, been in the family for generations. And there was a, a great uncle that um, was supposedly had an affair with a woman, um, ended up killing her and her two children. Bodies were never found. Um, and then later, I think her fiance disappeared too. The family always believed that he did it. Um, he was never brought to trial or anything. So nothing ever happened, but the family believed he did it and thought that the bodies may be there on the property. Um, so we spent, what, about three three weekends up there um, at this well and a lot of dowsing rods and dowsing rods would lead them to the same spot in the woods every time um checking to see where the kids might have been buried um, there was a lot of communication with the kids there um, a lot of strange stuff in the woods behind us um it was it was probably one of the creepiest ones i think i've ever been on it was crazy but unfortunately, the lady that owned the property actually ended up passing away. So we've not been able to go back yet. So yeah, she passed away about a month ago. Yeah. Oh, man, that's tough. I'm sorry to hear that, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, here's one of the things that, you know, people have different ways of, you know, approaching their investigation. Do you guys like to look at all the history first or you go in blind and then check the history later? Now, I like to go in blind most times. Gina does a lot of the research and uh, on the property and what happened here and see. See if I can find out, you know, with what they're saying, if, if these people actually existed and, and, you know, what happened. And then 
try not to tell him as much to see if he senses anything that that I've already found out. So, <laughs> and Jeff, test him. I help out and doing some research and it when I can. I, I don't have the resources like Gina does, but uh, you know, sometimes I do want to know. Sometimes I don't want to know. So. Well, I get that too. It depends on what feeling you get from the house, you know, or where you're going, which is truly what it is, you know, and I, I'm the same way. I do research down to criminal records of the area. I mean, I am super thorough. I'm the historian too, but the, you know, when my partner, Melinda, she is the psychic medium. So I don't tell her anything. And I, as she's getting the contact, I approach her with the questions that she needs to ask to try and get that, you know, to not stir things up. Because I think that, you know, respect for the place that you're going to is such a big thing. You don't go in like a bull in a china shop. You go in gentle, nice. One of the things that I've come to realize is that these entities still have the same idiosyncrasies that yep. they did while they were alive, as in you know, their attitudes or the way that they carry themselves. And you kind of have to get used to it and tiptoe around it a little bit until you get a feel for it. And then you can open the lines of communication a little bit, you know. So, I mean, in Tennessee, do you guys have a lot of Native American land out there as well? Yes, yes. a lot. Do you feel that that Native American land boasts for even more activity in your area? Yes, we got a we got a investigation we're supposed to go check on this coming up weekend and the property over there had an Indian barrel grave on it. And Mound. people come in there and started digging up the oh, Indian ground and it started staring up the activity a lot more. Wow. Yeah, no, that could be very difficult. That could be very difficult. I know that, you know, firsthand with my, I keep going back to my team just to iterate the such similarities between our teams is that, you know, my partner, Melinda, she is Native American and we're getting actual, uh, we're getting approval by the, by the chiefs and, and the communities to actually go on that land and being able to explore the, uh, what's happening out there. There's even one place where there's a interstate that has a phantom car on it. And I'm like super excited to go there. It was like, oh, let's get this under. Let's hurry up. Like, let's go. No, but so, you know, for everybody has their own like equipment that they use. What's your favorite piece to use? Like almost like your go-to piece. I know you said you had the dowsing rods. I can, I, I love dowsing rods too. It's just, but what's your favorite piece of equipment? Digital recorder, probably. And spirit box. Yeah. And, well, if it wasn't for a camera, you wouldn't be able to go back and see what you're getting, the footage you get. Yeah. Well, that's very true. <laughs> very true. <laughs> Some people love to just go into a place with their flashlight on their phone and just hit their phone on record and go, and go crazy. I've seen so many people do that in, like, graveyards and things like that. So if you could explore any place in the world, where would it be and why? <laughs> the whole world. You got the whole world at your disposal. Money is not an object. Suicide forest in Japan. That's me. That's me. Let's That's do it. Me. Let's go. I'm ready. Listen, I'm ready to go out there. Are you kidding me? I want to know what's happening out there. I want to explore all of it. How about you, gentlemen? Uh, I'm just ready to go anywhere. If I get a phone call, I'm just ready to go anywhere. 
I mean, I can't pick one location because I'm just ready to go anywhere. No, no bucket list? I ain't got no bucket list because I'm just ready to go. I'm ready to go 24-7. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I guess mine, I mean, there's a lot of places, but for some reason, St. Albans just nice. sticks out to me. I, awesome I just like to go, I, I just want to go there. The best spirit box communication I ever had was at St. Albans. Well, tell us about it. Tell us about it. We had gone the whole night and really not gotten a whole lot. It, it was one of those public investigations. So it was kind of, it was overbooked kind of thing. And because um, by this time the recorder is dead, the recorder's always dead. When <laughs> And uh, somebody said we'd had some activity and there's a bowling alley in the basement. And so I said, there's activity in that little bathroom off of there. So I walked in there with my friend and some other guy that was, was tagging along and set the spirit box down and had the K2 meter. And I said, okay, somebody was in here earlier. Are you still here? And it just came I mean, clear as day. And then the K2 hit and it said, F you. And I was like, wow, wait a minute. That's not nice. And so we, we had, it would talk to me, would not talk to anybody else. And it, it was just amazing. And I've, I've got two witnesses, but I didn't get anything recorded. So it was, it was wild. I witness I can't witness I you know eyewitnesses are just as good as a recording you know nine times out of ten yeah. we went in the house a couple of weeks ago down in Morristown and we got a little clip on our uh, phone uh, where you can see actually see the wall move out just a little bit and an orb come out of the wall and I oh, mean wow. it, it it was this amazing how the film of it yeah, the the homeowner said that she was having um, something touch her when she would lay down in the bed, touch her legs, touch her back. And so the video is actually me lying in the bed there waiting to be touched. And <laughs> and they let the camera go and something just kind of came out and came over. Yeah, you can see the wall move and then the, whatever comes out of the wall and goes over top of Gina. Yeah, it's just that was just the luck of the camera being at the right place at the right time. Yeah. That that is one of the biggest things is the luck factor of where the camera is placed. And you know how many times you know I, well, I did an interview with uh, Daryl Marston and he said to put body cams on. And I'm thinking a body cam on the front, a body cam on the back. I'm not going to miss anything, right? Like you can't miss it at all. But so. We know that, you know, a lot of people in this in this field, they always classify things as dark, dark, dark. It's all you hear is dark, this dark, that dark spirits. With my experience, I have experienced not so much dark, maybe agitated or angry. But I think that people use the dark tag a little bit too, too much. Yes. What is your guys feeling on that? Do you, do you feel the same way? I feel the same way. I, I feel as good and I feel as bad. And a lot of times, I mean, a lot of people just don't want to see the good side of it. My opinion. <laughs> and that's where I come in handy because I can, I, I can pick up on negative energy. And uh, that's one thing I'm working on. I can, like I can feel the energies and, like I can read, not read people, but I can know if somebody's having problems or down or mad or whatever. <laughs> and uh, so I can walk into a place and I can like I can feel if there's something bad there, you know. Sometimes I do, and a lot, most of the time I don't. 
you know, I don't feel it, but when I do, I mean, I tell them, I say, there's something bad here. That way we can kind of get on guard a little bit and kind of watch, you know. Well, absolutely. And and empathic intuitiveness is one of the biggest things that you need because, you know, when energies in a room start to shift, I'm sure you'll be the first one to be like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Everybody stop. Everybody stop. Collect it. Let's 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 start over. And I mean, that's how I was for a very long time. And I really didn't understand what was happening because it was with living people. It wasn't just dead people. It was living people, you know, and I'm sitting there like, why? Why, why is it when I walk in this room with all, you know, a lot of people, they used to they used to smoke a lot of weed and I'd walk into the room and they were like, everybody was dead. I'm like, what's going on, guys? What's happening in here? It was, you know, it was a lot of what was going through their minds with, you know, being using drugs, things like that. Just but it was just that's kind of like where I started to notice that, like these tensions and rooms and, you know, even just around a single person, I started to kind of hone in on it. And, you know, the training of it is one of the hardest things because people's energies can actually throw you off, too. Yes. So if, if they can do that, you know, I feel that, you know, an entity is just a basically a soul that's lost its shell. It's a little bit harder to pick up on, you know. So that leads me to the question that I ask everybody and I need each of you to answer it individually. There's no wrong answer. It's all theory because nobody knows. And that's the best part about it. Why do you think those entities are there? Where do they come from? And what are they doing? Well, I mean, it's been proven that we are energy. Everything is energy. And um, I think I mean, our soul, our essence, it, it has to go somewhere. Energy cannot be destroyed. It cannot be created. It's constant. So it has to go somewhere. So that that's kind of my belief. No, I, I agree with that. Energy can only be transferred. It can never be destroyed. It just switches to something else. Yeah. You know, it's like static electricity when you're rubbing your hair and then you put the balloon on it and that's the energy that's holding it. You know, I, I, I that's a scientific fact. And I, I agree with that 100 percent. But go ahead, gentlemen. I think uh, the other thing is, you know. Trying to, I know what I'm trying to want to say, but I'm trying to figure out how the best way to get it worded out. But uh, be like, if you got a loved one or something, and something happens, and you know, I guess you feel guilty because something you argument, say you argued or something, you know, there's then when you pass away, you're like, you know, I wish I hadn't have done that. So, unfinished business, unfinished so. business. Yeah. So, they come back and try to make maybe trying to make amends, you know, tell them you're sorry. And, you know, they just can't move on until they make up and make everything right. And then you got the, you know, like the controller, the demonic, that's just, you know, I'm not going, I'm going to stay here and torture people, you know? <laughs> right. So, right. <laughs> I tell people that all the time. If you piss me off, I'm just going to stick around and piss you off for the rest of your life. You're going to stop it. You know, it, will, yeah. it I, I won't go away. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think sometimes it just, like you said, it's unfinished <clears throat> business that somebody didn't get to do to finish their life out on this earth or their life got taken too soon from them. I mean, do you think maybe sometimes they don't realize they're, they're dead yeah i mean it's like the tv the tv show ghost i mean that's the way i look at it i mean 
he didn't realize he was really dead. And hey, I love me some Patrick Swayze. <laughs> well, uh, hell yeah, I mean Patrick's good, but I mean, it's just like uh, what's it with the little kid? He says, "I see dead people too," and Bruce Willis. Yeah. He had no no idea he was gone. None. And you know what? That's one of the things that can turn a good situation into a tough situation. Not bad, but tough when you're talking to these entities and they don't realize that they have crossed over, you know, how did you die? Right. And then they're like, well, what are you talking about? Okay. uh, Let me try that again. So what are you doing here? Like (laughs) it up a little bit, but I mean, car accident, something like that. I mean, (laughs) never know. No, definitely. I mean, so how long have you guys been, the outlaws for since uh what middle of last year is when we actually came together as a team awesome awesome and uh so you know a lot of people when they get out there and of course we talked about the old-fashioned we talked about the evps we you know what do you guys prefer to do residentials or commercials or historicals what's your actual preference I love historical, but well, I love history in any form because that's usually why I have to, even in residential, I try to research to see what's, what's happened there. But well, it's like the historical, you know, places that's closed down. It's kind of good because you don't, you're finding information out for ourselves. You don't have to answer to nobody, but you know, then again, you don't have to be careful yeah. in a residential yeah. home, you know, something happens, you you got to know how to react yeah, so you, you don't freak react. out the homeowners. And, you know, so, I mean. It's good to do home, uh, homes, too, to help people out. And if, if somebody needs help, then we can get together and help try to help them out and see what's so, yeah. in their home to get it get it out. Residential, I mean, that it, that's, you know, the importance levels up are yeah. more than the fact or fiction aspect of it. I'd so, say. all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much all of them. <laughs> Well, it's no, he's absolutely right. You know, the residentials for, for me personally is helping the people. The historicals is because of all of the, the rich history of the place. It's, it, they, every, uh, they do all have their own enjoyable aspects as you go through them for sure. You know, if anybody else has questions in the comments, please put your questions in and I'll get them up on the screen so everybody, so we can interact with the audience as well. So as, as we, you know, get further into this more scientific new age of paranormal investigating. How do you, how are you guys going to prepare yourselves to kind of step into that role now too? Have you seen any of that yet? I mean, equipment wise or. Well, they, they have a lot of new equipment coming out, but like you said, with the energy, that's more of a scientific theory as opposed to paranormal, you know, sometimes there's different paranormal theories, but no, there is this like this movement that I feel, and I could be wrong, but I feel it's moving towards like the scientific side with these different types of equipment. I mean, is that something you guys are looking forward to or something that you're kind of like resistant against or you want to keep it to what you do now? Just talking about that the other day about finding a something that could measure, you know, infrasound and, and things like that to, to see. I mean, because I know a lot of that times that can mimic paranormal activity i mean so it's kind of chicken or the egg is that cause a paranormal activity is a paranormal activity call you know it's 
Uh, I get that. I understand 100% because if you, you know, you look at some of the uh, scientific formulas or properties, they tend to be, it's tough because they haven't modeled it in the paranormal forum yet. It's sort of taking the science of it and applying it to the paranormal, just like with a lot of the different equipment that we use. It's not specifically meant for paranormal investigation, but we're modifying it to work for us. And we're in this transition period, you know, and we're going to go back a little bit too, but if this interview took place 15 years ago, this would be a very different interview in, in the sense of paranormal wasn't such a big community, you know, and do you feel that maybe the internet has helped it, but also, you know, and it, the internet has good and bad. We know that, but do you, how do you feel about where the paranormal is now as it was from like 15 years ago? I think it's wide open now. I it's mean, right. that, Everybody watching it, everybody's trying to get into it. It's more accepting. Yeah. I mean, we're we're in the buckle of the Bible belt here. And so we, we still have a lot of comments a lot of times where it's ah, uh, you know, but but um people are a lot more accepting than, than they would have been. I think most people believe or they've had some type of experience, they won't necessarily talk about it, you know, until you get there and then they're gonna go, Oh yeah, I've had this happen. So it's a lot more out in the open yeah. than it used yeah. to be. Speaking of the Bible Belt, tell us how being in the location that you're at now has affected the paranormal side for you. Do you guys have any stories about that? <laughs> There's a lot We're of people around here don't believe in this stuff. And uh, like I always tell them, <laughs> I mean, this is how I explain it to people. People's like, oh, they ain't no spirits and stuff. And I said, well, if you believe in the Holy, uh, if you believe in the Holy Ghost, you got to believe in spirits. Uh, that's my point. At a lot of Christian people don't want to believe in ghosts and spirits and stuff, but we get <laughs> we, we get told we're crazy a lot. Yeah, here, <laughs> yeah, there ain't no such thing as that. Y'all just crazy. I mean, <laughs> but then you get a lot of phone calls. People want you to check things out too. So it, yeah. it's a lot of people's opening up more here lately than I would 10 or 15 years ago. That uh, I see that uh, it's a lot of places. So Denise has a question. She said, is there any place that you'd never go back to? No, not yet. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some places we'd like to go back to. But... Yeah. I mean, we've been in touch. We've been, had a lot of different stuff happen to us, but, so far, we've not been frightened off no. <laughs> of any place yet. But well, I, I feel that once you're, let's say, into it a little bit, it's a lot. It's a lot harder to to get frightened off like that. Of course, there's certain places you know that would. Pro it, you get nervous, but it's not a scared nervous. It's like a what am I going to find nervous? Yeah. yeah. When you don't know what it is, right? We decide so, if we hear noise instead of running away from the noise. We run towards the noise and see what it is. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's that's hilarious too, because a lot of a lot of stand-up comedians use that. Um, they say you know we like to investigate things, and it's, uh, it's funny, but uh, absolutely. And you know, as as this, you know, as the field moves on, where do you see your guys? Where do you see you guys going now? Like, are you going to be picking up more residential soon once COVID breaks a little bit? What what kind of plans do you guys have? I have to do both. I mean, we, we, you know, we 
want to keep helping people. So, but we also enjoy getting out there and traveling. Yeah, we've we've got a couple of residentials right now that are planned. Um, one next week, we're actually doing Old South Pittsburgh Hospital um, the twenty seventh of this month. Join us so live excited, on Facebook. Excited about that one. I've not been yeah. there. Um, I think what in April we're going to try to do um, with the Ghost Sisters of Marion, Ohio. We're going to do the Old College Hill in West Virginia, and uh, again sometime this year Trans Allegheny with the Ghost Sisters. So we've got a lot of things that we're kind of planning and we kind of weave some residential in there too. And we've been teaming up with, like she said, the ghost sisters and uh, have another team. There'll be another moonshiners event coming up. I'd say before too long. Nice. Tell us a little bit about the moonshiners too. I know, like you said, we were oh, before we got on camera. Well, I'm a big Tell- man. Tell us all about it. Tell us from start to finish. Go ahead. I'm a big mouth. Got a lot of people on my friends. I'm a Facebook page. And I mean, I talk to different people and I race RC cars and I get involved with a lot of different people. So me, me and Jeff was talking about going to this event that was having over here in Greenville. So we got together and went over there with the moonshiners. Started talking to the moonshiners about doing a paranormal moonshiners event. So we got some of the moonshiners to team up with us to go to the shrine. So we called it Shine at the Shrine. Nice. And we went there and we had the ghost sisters up there with us. We had Ewok from the moonshiners. Travis Shipley, he's going to be on Master Distillery the 16th. Yeah. Uh, John Boyd, that was actually on Moonshiners, Finding Bigfoot, and Barbecue Pitmaster. Yeah, Barbecue Pitmaster. We were and, actually turning people away. Yes, we was turning people away for this event. <laughs> so so was, now there's going to be a part two of it. Yeah, it wasn't the normal investigation, but it, it was a lot of fun and kind of let them see a little bit about what we do. And we showed them some spirits and they showed us some. So we're. <laughs> And the shrine, yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> the shrine up in Bristol, Tennessee, is a great place to go. Amazing, it's an amazing place. Rick, the uh, caretaker of the shrine, is one of the best guys you will ever meet in your life. And yeah. the moonshiners nice. really did. And we had a, a rock singer with us too, Michelle Lee. She was up there investigating. Well, she come for a while, but she was there with us. So we had a we had a uh, um, psychic, Hollywood psychic, um, Patty Negri, come and actually do a video seance with us that night. So it was that was really interesting. And I mean, we got to give the Ghost Sisters a big thanks for helping yes. us out that night. I mean, that was a big help. Yeah, the Ghost Sisters. If y'all ain't followed them, follow them because they'll help us out a whole lot up there. No, I, I, you know, I, they, they were in the chat too, which is really awesome. You know, bringing a lot of teams together like that. But that sounds like an exceptional event. I mean, it's, it's like you said, it's a little bit out of the ordinary. But those are usually the best ones, aren't they? You know, oh, yeah. we, we got moonshiners on it. Uh, they're having a barbecue thing. Uh, when is it? Uh, June fifth. June fifth. They want us to come down for the uh, barbecue. And then, judging, uh, yeah, <laughs> and they'll have a watch party for Travis Shipley the 16th of this month. No, won't uh, 
paranormal teams and join up with them up there for that. That's so. awesome. That's awesome. I'm, I, I would be excited to see that for sure. You know, I think that's going to be pretty, pretty crazy time too. You had a little bit of the moonshine in there too. I mean, that's going to be something special. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. It, it, it's different. I mean, it, re- it really is. It just, if you're not seeing things before, then you probably will after. So. <laughs> well, I would think so. I mean, that sounds pretty awesome. But we, I mean, we know when to have fun. We know when to be serious. And well, that's part of it too. You know, it's always that, that good line of being safe, but also having a good time too. So you're out there to have a good time. So that's important. That's very important. Well, it's like our energy though. I mean, you can tell we got high energy and just, you know, we believe just what we get as a combined group on an investigation, the, it's, more than we ever got with other teams and, and yeah, it just, we, we think that it draws out, you know, the spirits to us cause we got, we're putting out so much good energy and everything. I mean, we go into investigation. We all pumped up like getting ready to go in a boxing match for 10 rounds. <laughs> but, but I think, I think you're onto something there as well. It's the, the group energy is so important. It's so important, you know, Sometimes people, when they, you know, they like Red Bulls and all that stuff, and then they end up towards the end, get like, they're kind of like crash and I get too much. And then it's kind of like, it throws the energy off on everything. So a good energy walking in and being open is one of the things to me that's very, very important. Yeah. And that's what, that's what we usually try to do. We usually try to have a real good energy going into the place. And watch out for each other. Yeah. And we do a lot of video chatting to to each other during the week, and so we could we know each other on and off camera, and we know how we act when we get out in the field. If something's going on, then we can be there for each other. Like that's also very important too, is being able to look out for each other and being close. You know that closeness also. It kind of gives like a, a friendly atmosphere for the spirits to come out and actually make contact with you. It really, really does. It's, it can, like I keep saying, the energy, but the energy can throw it off. There's some energy inside of you, and there's an energy around you. It's all interacting. It's all interacting with each other. So I think, you you know, the fact that you guys get a lot of contact like that, I think, is is awesome. And I think that that really, you know, I think that really bodes for what you're trying to do as well, you know? Yes. Absolutely. So uh, another question is, it's not so much a question, but, you know, do you guys have a story that, that kind of sticks out besides the one you told us already? Tell us about some of the investigations that you've done and what has happened on them. Which one? Well, tell them about the Green County Jail, too. Oh, that, that, that was a good one, at the Green County Jail. Yeah, that was... Yeah, Most of the night, it was just kind of flat. Nothing really going on. We just kind of look at, you know, we. There's some videos of this on. Do, you know, just pages. asking questions, trying to get communication. So we kind of, we kind of like stalled out for a minute. She had sat down, I'd sat down to get a drink. Jimmy's at the video camera. We had cameras basically in every direction, which managed to catch 
all of our reactions at once. So, <laughs> and there was this loud bang from a corner cell that we still have no idea what it was, but you could see all of us on, on the camera just like with his yeah, drink. You know, where I was drink like, what was that? And so yeah, that, that was kind of funny, but like, which direction do we go? But uh, that's a good one. Um, Down there at the woods. Mike's. Yeah. Uh, when we was over in that woman. Yeah. We got some property down here in Greenville and actually close to where the investigation is this next weekend. Yes. And so far since 1971, there's been 21 killings on the property. Actually since the 1920s, it was known as, it was known as no man's land because there were so many deaths and horrible things that had happened in this area. Um, People burning people alive in their, it was a big moonshining area too. So that's, a big part of it. Um, Bunch of nuns got burned up in a house. Yeah. Missionaries yeah. were said they turned moonshiners in and they set their house on fire with them in it. And uh, oh, just man. horrible. It's, it's a bad, just a, it wasn't just a horrible area. To but, this uh, day, if you had to hide a body, that's probably where you should take it because nobody's going to look. <laughs> so. Wow. Well, wow. Well, <laughs> are I'm not going to advocate that, but we can, you know, we can let people know and all that. But <laughs> what three thirty? Yeah, about three thirty in the morning. The we'd been down at the jail helping the Girl Scouts earn a badge, <laughs> and uh, so we left from the jail and went to the woods out there. And we were standing there, and all of a sudden, you could hear this woman holler, "Help me!" And there was four of us there. At the time we had a, another team member. And we all heard it from different directions. So we started moving. And then I don't remember who realized what was going on. And we was like, hey, everybody stop, stop. Let's get back together. Because uh, that's not one place that you want to be singled out. Yeah, it was trying to pull us all away from each other. It was trying to pull one here, one this way, and one that way. And we was like, no, something's trying to separate us all to get away, to pull us away from each other. Well, sure. We actually have a question from the audience that says, has a spirit ever followed you home? And if so, how did you get rid of it? That's you. You're in on this one. Well, I got one here at the house right now with me. And and she's in a doll and I call her Lucy. And my fiance at first, when Lucy, when I brought her here, here, she didn't like her. She was uncomfortable with Lucy, but she kind of feels safe now knowing Lucy's here. She's kind of, Lucy's kind of like a watchdog now. She's protecting over the house, but that's. Well, what about the one built the box for? Yeah, we had one here. I think that's more along the lines of what they said. Yeah, we had one here one time that it got brought here by something else uh i was on the other team and stuff and it we was actually recording for a tv show and it got brought in here and we built a mirror box and actually trapped the spirit in the mirror mirror box but the other team i was on they kind of got aggravated because me i'm the type i like to try to talk to the spirits and be nice to them and just try to work with them instead of try to have to fight with them because it's hard to fight something you can't see 
Very true. Very true. Tell us about how you came to acquire the doll with Lucy in it. That sounds like an interesting story as well. Well, this man, he watched a lot of the TV shows and stuff. And his wife had this doll. And he watched a lot of the paranormal shows on TV. And everything you put around Lucy, if you put a a drink can or something around, around Lucy, you can walk out of the room two or three hours later to uh, can be knocked off the shelf, whatever. And he told his wife she got to, uh, that she has to get rid of that doll. So she gave it to me. I brought it here. And I've done some talking with Lucy and set some K2 meters up around her. And I got a video of her when I had my K2 meter <coughs> up against her. And you know how much a K2 meter weighs. Don't weigh mm -hmm. nothing. And you can actually see Lucy moves back away from the K2 meter. And, wow. But the guy was uncomfortable with the doll, so he made his wife give the doll away. She supposed to be a 14-year-old girl that was picked on during school, and a bunch of boys caught her in a park and beat her to death and killed her. Damn. And that's what Lucy, her spirit, supposed to be. Wow. Wow. So, now... If somebody was to just give you another one of these dolls with an entity, you'll take it. No problem. Huh? You like to have, not that you like to have them in the house, but you feel like that comfortable with it to be able to just take them into the house. And No, Lucy was the only one I really felt comfortable with. We got one from Morristown, that house where I was told, telling you about the wall moving and the orb. We got a, uh, like a little... it's a Buddhist statue. It's a female version of, of Buddha. Kind of. Yeah, we removed it from the house, but we didn't. I didn't bring it home with me. Jeff or Gina didn't take it home with them. We took it up to the shrine. Rick up at the shrine, he's a caretaker, and he welcomes anything in. If you got anything that got an attachment to it, Rick takes very good care of it. And I mean, he got a whole room full of attachment stuff. So. Probably going to have to explain the shrine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us about the shrine. Tell us about um, the shrine. Rick uh, is actually a Shintoist. Um, and so his the shrine was originally built for his use. And then when he started doing remodeling about 15 years ago, had some just crazy activity and um, ended up building another part of the shrine. It's more of a neo-pagan kind of feel to it. And there's been... Uh, a lot of different faiths that have come there to practice. He's hosted Wiccan weddings. He's had Buddhists. He's had um, Druids, just a little bit of everything there. And he's actually built a dragon table. You'll see it in some of our videos. And it was built as a portal for the, to communicate with the other side. And there's like 12 different layers to it. Every faith that has been there contributed something to that table. So you've got crystals in there. You've got, I mean, feathers. Uh, all the elements are represented, and it weighs over six thousand pounds. So it's it's a beautiful work of art it's made from dragonstone. That's incredible. That sounds and so, amazing. And you can, you can see pictures and stuff. We got all yeah. over Facebook. And the Japanese uh, believe that everything has a, a spirit or an essence, and they call them kami. 
And so the commie are welcome there. That's, that's their place. And anything is welcome, good or bad. And so Rick basically keeps the balance. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of dark energy there, but then there's a lot of, of good things also. Yes. That's awesome. Have you guys encountered anything that was demonic or dark in any shape or form? Well, something got you that night. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, I, I got pushed over. We There's a woman, an older woman. Her name's uh, Marge. She does comedian on TV, I mean, on Facebook. And we was doing a walkthrough, letting her see the shrine. And I was picking up the lid of the coffin, letting her see in the coffin and something. Oh, something is over in that corner right now. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in the corner where the coffin is at that we don't exactly know what it is right now, but it's something unease. Something unfavorable, shall yeah. we say. Right here's my Lucy doll. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, wow. Is Lucy talking to you at all right now? No. I just tell them to bring her down here so I can let people see her. That's awesome. Well, if you talk to Lucy, tell her I said hi. Yeah, I will. For sure. She got her own room. She stays in her <laughs> own room. That's awesome. That's awesome. 44 year old man playing with a doll. No, listen, I know plenty of people with dolls that have, you know, I I am into every aspect of the paranormal. It's crazy, even more so into other subjects, too. And now, like I was asking you guys before, have you ever, what are you guys going to maybe check out the cryptid since you're in like the Appalachia area? The Bigfoots and, you know, all that fun stuff. Oh well, John, I'd like to. Yeah, John Boy with uh, on finding Bigfoot, he wants to do some stuff like that too. So I mean, we got people that's wanting us to try different things with them. I like the UFO aspect. I've always thought that was interesting. Yeah, I love UFOs too. We're not limited to just paranormal here. We could talk about all of it. Have you guys ever had any encounters with a cryptid or UFO? Yeah, well. I got some on my uh, a picture. Uh, we own a little RC racetrack, and the guy that actually owned it, I run the racetrack, but he was sitting on a driver's stand, and no power poles, no nothing was around the racetrack. And that was like six lights come up around the in the sky and lit the whole racetrack up. And he actually took pictures of it, and I do have pictures of that on my phone. That's wild. That's wild. <laughs> and that, I mean, like I said, but around this area, it's supposed to be one of the hottest spots for UFOs. Well, yeah, talk about that a little bit. You, what was the name of the highway? Was it 107? 107 here in Greenville, Tennessee. That's awesome. That's wild. I was telling you before, I think it's where the ley line actually has a cross section with another ley line. And it's a very powerful thing. You know, this talking about energies, this is uh, basically energy that comes from the ground with these centers that just where energy flows across the planet. It kind of gives us our electromagnetic field at the same time. And the places where these things cross has like tons of shadow people, just portals to the other side, a ton of stuff, UFO encounters, you know, who knows, maybe the UFOs come down and recharge and then shoot off somewhere else. It's like a nuclear power plant of paranormal, all different types. 
I was looking for that information, I think, but yesterday, trying to find out where the ley lines were in Tennessee, if there were. And see the same, well, definitely is. same place where this UFO was spotted is the same spot where that 21 killings is since 1971. It's all in that same location. Wow. So maybe, and this is just me totally throwing it out there theory-wise, there's some sort of residual energy, just kind of like the suicide forest where people were driven to this point to just murder people there. It was the spot. And also it's it's otherworldly in the sense that it reaches above the earth and kind of like a signal light to UFOs to come on down. And like if we go into Bigfoot, my, my idea of a Bigfoot is like an interdimensional creature that with the snap of a finger can just span off into another dimension or a parallel universe. That's why it's like captain of, you know, best hide and seek player ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think me and Jimmy got chased by one. Over in that same area. Yeah. What the hell were you guys doing? Tell us. Tell us all about it. Tell us all about it. Let's get into it. We were actually, uh, me and Jimmy was looking for the remains of a cabin that had been burnt down with the nuns in it. And, uh, but you got to park at a cemetery and walk down the, like a, it's like kind of like in between a walking trail and the AVT trail. But there's a supposedly an unmarked grave back behind the cemetery. And we was like, okay, we'll start looking for it. And then we're like, well, that cabin's on the, up the trail there. So we start walking and we walk and we walk. We come up to a gravel road and we was like, eh, maybe we shouldn't be here somewhere where we're not. So we turned and started hiking back in and you could hear footsteps every time you hear a, like a thump. You could feel a little vibration. Yeah, you could feel the ground moving. And then you'd hear something hit a tree. And then uh, they was something thrown up beside of us. I don't know if it's a rock or dirt clod or or what. But <laughs> Me and Jeff started moving pretty quick up there. Yeah, we hit video and we're sitting here like, hey, if uh, you, know, you don't see us anymore, we're here. Uh, send help. <laughs> That's when you start running on water across ponds. You're like, all right, mount. Like, you know, and you get touched by like a jellyfish in the ocean and you just haul ass out of there. You know what I mean? I, I told Jeff, I said, no offense, though. I, I said, I love you, Jeff, but you ain't going to outrun me because I'm going <laughs> to trip you if we have to take off running. <laughs> You're going to be the first one to go down. That's it. Yeah, I'm out of here. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah, the, the family that we're doing the investigation for next weekend that said that there's something in the woods there. They, the daughter had said it when she was little, you could run up the road and there was something there. If you ran, you could hear it running. If you walked, it would walk and it would always stop at the edge of the woods. And then her mother said the same thing. And her mother had said the same thing also. If you remember when we was walking the old Peavine Railroad. Yep. Coming down there. Well, it's a driveway now, but when we was walking it, we kept hearing something walking yep. with yeah. us. And, and see, all of that is right in the same area. And when we say, how, how does something live that long? It's gone through three generations. Is this, you know, what is it? That's wild to keep exploring that area, too. That area, there's something going on there for sure. I mean, there's no, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I mean, there's definitely something going on with that area. I would love to look up the history of that area, too, just to see if I could find anything that if just stands up, out. If you look up Peabine Railroad, you would find... And uh, 
Greenville, Tennessee, look up Peavine Railroad, you would find the area it, it's in. There's all kinds of caves up in the area. Oh, was, there we in, go. In burial grounds, yeah. Yes. So, and I mean, the last people that owned the land before my buddy brought uh, bought the property was two brothers, and they got in a fight over a, a drop cord. And Rick actually had a shotgun in his hand, and when his other brother come in, try to start the fight, he shot him with the shotgun. Oh man! So I mean, it's been murders after murders, people killing people. I mean, and that was two, uh, 2012? Yeah, that was 2012. When the, was the last ones that we know of happened. Yep. You said, what was it? It was Lebanon Railroad? P-Bond. P-Bond? Like P-E-B-O-N? Vine. P-Vine. Gotcha. I'm looking it up right now. We're going to go over this one. This sounds crazy. There it is. Got it. P-Vine Railroad, huh? Yeah, they, they used to have a uh, turntable turn table at the top of the mountains. Up it here. was a, actually, I think, a logging railroad. Yep. Yeah. Is P. what it was. Pine and Green County Community News. There's so much here. Yeah. Country Facts by Folklore and Andy Reddick. It's got Peavine Villages of Van Buren, March 1, 1882. Mm-hmm. That, that was uh, stores. That was, uh, it was like a whole little town. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, I found it by Andy Reddick. I also got pictures here too, which is these are pretty pretty awesome pictures. I'm not going to lie about it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to share screen so everybody can see what I'm seeing because this is fun stuff. You know, exploring these places are just you know it's just an added bonus with doing a show like this. We get to look at all this cool stuff. Yeah, I mean so, it's cool going to Brushy Mountain. It's cool going to other places, but actually when you get to go to places like that. In your own backyard. Yeah, in your own backyard. That that means more than going to Brushy Mountain or somewhere else. Uh, absolutely, because there's no there's no like time limits. There's no you know you have all of it at your disposal, and you can just keep going back until you find more and find more. The last one of Pevine. Look at that, huh? Yeah. See, we thought about trying to do like a little documentary or something to do yeah. with Pine Railroad. There's actually kids that work the railroad. I mean, yes. I mean, it's, they called, it, it's called Ghost Railroad. A Ghost Railroad. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. it's every. Uh, it's called everything up here. What's wow. that? Margarita, uh, Margarita Falls. Margarita. Margarita yeah. Falls. It's right there where the turntable used to be. That's wild. That is wild. And that's right in my back door. So you can literally just take your, your spirit box and, and your dowser rods, just walk right back outside and be like, all right, let's go. Let's just hang in there. <laughs> yep. you, you guys must have catalogs of evidence, catalogs. There's actually some more. Um, a friend of ours has done some research. There's some places around here where some public hangings actually took place. So Holy we're going to be checking that out here. Before yeah, <clears throat> Greenville, Greenville, Tennessee, got a lot of history down here. We got General Morgan in. Uh, it was a hospital for the Civil War. And they used to let a lot of people go in there and investigate at the General Morgan Inn. And then you got old Green County Jail. I you mean, got the church downtown. Yeah, we got a, a cannonball ch- still in it. Yeah, we got a church down here that still got a cannonball in it. Oh, wow. This is a uh, right here is a, them working on a the railroad all the live long day, like you hear in the song. 
<laughs> yes. So that's wild stuff. Was it General Morgan that was killed? Yeah, General Morgan was, was killed, killed right at the back door of the General Morgan Inn. Yeah. So, I mean, well, if you think about it too, you know, a lot of a lot of the coming up in our country was those background railroads were like the centers of life that went back and forth. And you're so close to it that there's probably such a rich history of even back to like manifest destiny. When they started them all going West, you were probably like one of the last points before they hit that, you know, Seward's folly and, you know, the, the uh, center of the country, which we bought from um, Alaska, like Alaska and France where we bought all that stuff. So, I mean, that's just, wild stuff i love history so to me it's all fascinating i think it's it's amazing it's amazing yeah and i mean it's good to bring it out like that because people like you probably ain't never heard of that and they'll be doing some researching on it now and find oh, out or about I'm gonna, it i'm gonna contact you guys in five days with a complete presentation i'm gonna have it done to where it's like a powerpoint I'll be like, oh, did you guys know about that did you guys know about that history is my go-to you know, that's how I got involved with UFOs and then came into paranormal was through history it was like, you know, I did terrible in school. And the one thing I did amazing was history. It was like the one thing I loved, you know, but so I mean, you, got, you guys have a lot of folklore, too, right? I mean, like, there's tell us about some of the folklore around where you live since it's such a rich area. Folklore. Myth, legends. This isn't really folklore. Um, when we were on the the other team, there is a location um, not too far from here. We're in the 60s. There was a, a plane crash that killed uh, all 39 on board. And nobody really knows why it happened. Everything was fine. And then it actually flew into, crashed into the side of a mountain and basically disintegrated. And... Um, they, they say, I mean, there are still people around that worked it, and we've talked to a lot of them. Some bodies were hanging from the trees. That The one body that was intact was a man that jumped from the plane before it crashed. And so everything else was just destroyed. Black box was never found, of course. Um, at the time, none of the funeral homes could uh, handle that many people. And so they took them to a, a building in town um, and basically laid them out. It was a community building and they laid it on out on the gym floor to be reassembled and identified. And they laid there for over two weeks being identified before they were shipped back. So that's wow. kind of a very interesting. And you can still find pieces of the airplane up on the side of the mountain from the crash. And that was back in 1960. Wow. Wow. So yeah, that's kind of a conspiracy theory thing that we we were looking into. What about uh, Long Island? Oh yeah, that's he, that's all Native American, but yeah. Uh, um. So yeah, that that was one thing that we we looked into that wasn't it was conspiracy theory, but not necessarily folklore. And say that everybody was on the plane crash was supposed to had uh, cancer or yeah, was, was a lawyer, doctors, yeah, doctors that on there that were actually headed to Oak Ridge, was our nuclear facility. Um, here in Tennessee, um, and these were um, like blood hematologist kind of thing to prove that Oak Ridge was causing cancer. And oh, I see yeah. now. Now There's I see. A of, yeah, a lot of weird things going on with that. Um, they uh, definitely would not want. 
people to get that information? And if they had any information, was it outgoing or was it coming in? It was coming in the Oak Ridge, Oak Ridge. So they were getting ready to do it, but they yeah. wanted to silence it. That's wild. That's definitely no. something. No. You should go up there with a metal detector. We did. And, oh, up oh, there you go. Tell us about it. Tell us about well, it. What you find? Well, I uh, I actually found quite a few pieces of the airplane. It's still the same color. Uh, we d- dug around. I probably walked about 10, 15 different pieces of it. But as far as the back black box, the black box ain't nowhere to be found. No, they took that when it crashed. They found that immediately. That was the first thing to go. Uh, yeah, nope. they, they said the FBI was on the ground, like literally within the 12 hours. Wow. Wow. Else, but. Yeah, I got a. I don't know if you can share it on your page, but I actually got a, a picture that I can send you. Of the yeah, send it to the uh, in Messenger. I can pull it up and up yep, there it is. I got two of them right here. Oh, that other one was a. Uh, I, I didn't mean to send that other one. Oh, what you saying? <laughs> uh, uh, that Samuel one does emails. So oh, it looks like a, a restaurant. Is that a restaurant, the other one? <laughs> Hold on. Let me download it, and we're going to pop it up once it downloads, which is pieces of the plane. With That's- with the other team, we were actually um, on the mountain on the anniversary of the crash. Right. We had to be up there at that, that time, you know, at 6 o'clock. And so we're all standing up here, cameras running, you know, recorders going, waiting for something to happen. And I don't. I had an ovulus at the time, which which is not one of my favorite things. I don't swear by, but we're all up here in dead silence. And exactly what six oh five, the ovulus goes surprise. So, wow, <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, so I mean, you can find pieces like that of the plane still to this day. That's pretty wild. I mean, this is why I love like doing this with this specific app that I use, or the Streamyard, is I get to get the pictures. We could put stuff up. We could share screens. You know. And one of the great things about all that stuff, there's so much. It feel like, you know, in my area, I live in like upstate New York a little bit, not too far from the city, about an hour and 15 minutes. But it's kind of like it's got history, but it's all been found out. It seems like where you guys are, you have like a lot of stuff that you could really look into. That's going to be like investigation type of stuff. And that that's uh, there's a lot of calamity and residual type of energy there which is probably why you get so much activity but the fact is you know coupled with the ability that you guys have with the intuitiveness but also with the fact that you guys are so close knitted in now and now know each other and go out and give off this good energy you guys are like a magnet for whatever's going on out there (laughs) and it's like that property where that 21 killing is uh, happened a lot of people can't get on that property and really yes and because i'm real good uh the landowner is my best friend so i can go over there three o'clock in the morning if i want to so you got the end that's good that's good you guys have a lot of deer hunting out there too oh god yes (laughs) deer bears oh man yeah you gotta be careful out there in that field That was one of the first places I proved to you that I could feel negative energy was yes. over in the mites. 
Yep. Tell and us it, about that. Tell us about how that all came about, what the situation was. Give us some story. Let's go. Hit me I, with it. I was out of work, and uh, me and Jimmy got together and went down there. He wanted to – well, we was metal detecting. Yep. Mm-hmm. We was out metal detecting, and the, the property's got an old house and barn. And uh, we started metal detecting. And then they was something, what, six foot tall? Just broke a bunch of limbs. I mean, it was right there 15 foot from us. Never seen nothing, never seen nothing run, but six foot in the air from there down, the limbs were moving, cracking. I mean, that was one of those what the crap moments. And As a house there, you can go in the house, walk through the house, come back out of the house, drive down his driveway, come back up and stop in front of the house and the, uh, the light in the kitchen will be on. And there ain't no power hooked up in the house. Wires has been cut, meters been pulled. What's going on with that house? Is there a lot of, there's a lot of activity in that house? It's just lit up? We haven't investigated it. We've just walked through it a few times. It's abandoned. Um... The guy died in the house. But we have not really done investigated in the house yet, but we do got permission to go whenever we want to. So we've been this kind of it's cold. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we push oh, it yeah. off to the side. With because, the barn. Yeah. What are you guys expecting to find in the house? What do you think is gonna happen when you get into that house? So let's predict a little bit. Let's get a little bit into, you know, what's gonna be what do you think you're gonna find in there? I think there's something a little darker in there. Yeah. I think it's a dart. I don't think it's like a demonic hurt you dart, but I think there's just something there that has the ability to hurt you if it wanted to. Yeah. Well, like, like I said, all of that property right there together is almost like it's cursed. Yeah. It's like it's cursed. Everybody that owns that property for some reason, get hurt, get killed, or something. I mean, it's something that this ain't right with that property. My buddy Mike that owns it, he owns a backhoe company, a rocking company, and his backhoe, he went down there to clean the property up. His backhoe just quit pulling on him, took it to the shop, took it apart, nothing was wrong with it. He was actually burying the trailer, the trailer where the brother had killed the other brother. Wow. And, it by itself, so it, and the backhoe, nothing was wrong with it. They took the rear end transmission part. Nothing was wrong with it. And his son took the door off the side of the backhoe and was getting ready to give it to his daddy, Mike. And it slid out of his hand and about cut his face off. Oh, my God. So I mean, there's just so much. Plus the rattlesnakes. Yeah, and there's uh, rattlesnakes. I mean, <laughs> those he was down there cleaning it up, and that was like six rattlesnakes about attacked him while he was down there on his backhoe. I would watch out for that place. That place sounds creepy as anything. Yeah, well, <laughs> it is. Well, me and Jimmy, he we's back there with him, and he said, I don't like this over here, and he walked where the trailer was. And you asked me, he said, is there any part around here you don't like? And I was like, well, and I walked over this little area, and I'm like, I don't like it right here. I'm like, I just, there's something bad right here. And Jimmy's like, oh, yeah. He said, that's where they buried the trailer. So we oh still picked up where the trailer was, but I picked up where the trailer is. When when you feel like an intuitive feeling of something maybe not right or bad, what's the first thing? Like, 
physiologically with you that happens? Like, do you start to sweat a little bit? Do you, what, what, like, how do, how do you feel it? How does it actually feel to you being intuitive like that? I started getting a little tight in my chest. Um, just like a pressure. And then I get my arms kind of tense up, start getting a little goose bumpy. And just, I get nervous. Like I, I got to watch, you know, I, and I can't, I get moved. I can't be still. And, and then usually I'll tell one of them or something. I'm, I, you know, there's, I don't feel good. There's something bad here. And, uh, but since I've been out with them, it's expanded beyond negativity. Like down in Morristown, um, we were standing there. We hadn't even started investigating yet. We were still talking with the, to the tenant, and I felt something just tap me on the hand, and I almost instantly started crying. I mean, I just felt so bad, depressed, and uh, I, I was like, okay, I can't do this in here. So I walked out and got Gina. She just looked at me and she said, are you all right? <laughs> And I told her, I said, man, I said, I'm just, I'm sad. I feel, and it was, uh, ended up being, we believe about 11 year old girl. Yes. 10, 11 year old girl. Cause I I could see her when she touched me and she just wasn't happy. And, and we believe that was the uh, little Buddha statue. She was connected with it. That's wild. That's a wild story, man. That's, and I ask that because, you know, a lot of people, they, they don't realize that they have this innate ability to really get into these things and, and actually feel that like you do, you know, and it's, it's tough for them to, to understand how it works. So we, oh, we have a video here. I was downloading yeah, the video that, too. That's a 20 second video of that house Jeff was just talking about right there. If you look on the right side, uh, where mm-hmm. the wall is, you can see the wall move, and you oh. can see the orb come out of it. What you saying? <laughs> but you know, just to finish what I was, but right before we, I'm, a, I'm a pulling it up right now. It's got to download really quick. But you know, it's there's, it's really, it's this weird feeling, and and people don't realize that they have that ability. It's difficult for them to really process what's happening. So that's why I ask you because a lot of people can relate when other people say it once they hear it from other people as well. And I think that you guys are doing a lot of good out there and that's just a little bit more good. You guys are doing. So let's play this video. It's a 20 second video. Hang on. Here we go. Kind of dark. Slow down version. Say it's really dark. Yeah. It's really dark right there on our end. But you yeah, can actually, you can actually see the wall move a little bit. Right. And, Hang on one second. I can get it even better. We'll get it even better. <laughs> Trust me, this is what I do, man. We got the we I got He's this got the equipment for it. <laughs> got this thing locked up. <laughs> I hadn't shared that yet on any Facebook or stuff because that's a couple people looking at the video right now. Right. Yeah, this is been submitted. This is all brand new stuff. That's what it is. Hang on. Let's hold on. Don't don't play yet. Take it easy. <laughs> Let's get it going. All right. So this is the best. They actually just opened up this share screen ability like this. It's pretty wild. But there it is. So it's set to the background so you can see it a little bit better. 
Make your is page a, bigger. Is this the slowed down one? So I actually, check, okay, there it went. Yeah, I seen it. Yeah, you can see the wall back there move, and then you can see it go over top of Gina. Perfectly round, see through. Oh, I oh. saw it. That thing was that thing was <laughs> wild. I saw that. I, I I love doing video like that. People sometimes are like, oh, why do you do videos like that? Because it really makes sense to look at it. And, you know, the evidence is paramount. And you guys, like I said, I'm sure you guys have a catalog of that stuff. We could do a whole episode of just logging what you have and putting it out there. That's also why, you know, I looked up your uh, YouTube as well. The YouTube's, you know, we could pull a YouTube up right now, too. We don't have a whole lot on YouTube. Um, a lot of it's uncut, long stuff. Um, I try mm -hmm. to put a lot of the stuff on um, Facebook. We got the shrine at the shrine, though. We got the uh, shrine. Yeah. We also have um, where you guys yeah. are sitting in the room. That, that's see. at the jail, I believe. There's two of them. But hang on. Let's pull this uh, up and let the people let's let the people enjoy your work. This is good stuff. <laughs> it, it is. It is. Let's see. We'll remove that from the studio. My, my fiance just texted me while I was down uh, down here. I got a text for her, and she said, "I think Lucy is mad at little uh, the little camera just fell off the table for no reason." Oh <laughs> boy, <laughs> that's not good. But hopefully, Lucy is not angry with us. So yeah, that's the shrine right there. Oh yeah. gosh, that's pretty wild. Whose camera is that? That was my uh, that's full when, spectrum camera. That's when yeah. we was up there with. The lights glaring off Ain't of it right now. That this was like what? Was November. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that was when we was up there, Ken. Yeah, that's kind of a. That's the dragon table we were telling you about. It's pretty awesome. I, I yeah. like that table. That's for sure. Now it's good. It's, it's good quality too. Yeah. Now, TikTok got a lot better videos on TikTok. Well, usually the good stuff I'll yeah. share from TikTok to Facebook. But. Ah, see? See, they all work hand in hand. I'm trying to, you know, I just made full spectrum network. So we're, you know, we're expanding on each platform. So it's really, it's a cool thing. I mean, but this is pretty awesome to watch the guys on action. I mean, everybody likes to talk about it, but to be able to see it too, I think is pretty epic. You know, I think that that's a really cool thing. And I think that you guys are, are really doing some great stuff out there. It just is really, really fun stuff. So make sure you follow them on TikTok as well, guys. Also go to their YouTube page, subscribe to their YouTube, go to TikTok, find them on TikTok. I'm going to find you on TikTok. I'm Full Spectrum Universe everywhere. So we'll be TikTok friends too. And we can yeah. follow, followed you a couple of days ago. Oh, awesome. Awesome. And Facebook. We're on, we got a lot on Facebook. Yeah. And you'll be, be seeing more videos of the shrine because. We do, I mean, we can get in the shrine uh, about any time we want to do an investigation at the shrine. So you will be seeing more videos and. Uh, Very unique place. Yeah. So, and we like going live. Yeah. We like going Facebook live to show people that we ain't hiding nothing or making something up. Well, that's the best part, too, you know, and when you can, other people see you collecting that evidence, you also are showing them. You know, your process. And that's an important thing, too, because people coming up who don't know exactly how to do things or to approach things, they take people that they've seen do things like, you know, collect evidence and go to places 
it, it, it sets a precedent for the next generation of people coming out too, which, you know, I, I am one of those next generation people. I haven't been doing it for too long. So I try and absorb everybody's information. So when I get to do it myself, you know, again, when this whole thing lifts and we can go back out, you know, I, I've been doing it for a little while, but I'm sure you guys have more experience with it too. So it, it helps refine my skill in it too. So I think it's really important to put that stuff out there. You know, that like there is a lot of negativity when certain people put stuff out because, you know, they're not either a household name or things like that. And I don't believe in that. I think everybody has something to offer. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. You learn something from everybody. Yeah. That's why we had this event that we had last week up at the shrine with the Moonshiners Ghost Sisters. We invited the Ghost Sisters in to help us out. We learned new things off them. They'll come in, help us out. They'll learn stuff off of us. And, I mean, we teamed up together. And, hey, uh I love doing that when you have two different teams that haven't worked together and then you see you, there's like this, this moment where you're watching each other set stuff up and see what's going on. And you're looking, you're like, okay, what are they doing? Well, huh? You want to explain that? Explain that to me. Well, what what do you got that going on for? I think that that's the coolest thing I forever learn. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. Look at a very nice box. It's called a ink box. box. And I really like the ink box. It kind of looks like an old radio and, it's a real cool. Basically like a, a spirit box without the white noise. Oh, wow. You know, you know, I, I, the first interview I ever did on this network was Ron Gonzalez, uh, Lourdes Gonzalez and Ron Yacovetti. And they do uh, entity, I think it's entity voices, paranormal investigations. They were actually doing it the opposite way. They were taking this old school way of doing things where they were taking the white noise and listening for the fluctuations almost in the white noise to get like a spirit box. It was an old school type of spirit box. It was actually the old European way of doing it. It was awesome. It was awesome. I, I was like sitting there like just my eyes were open really wide like, oh, my God, how are they doing that? What are they doing right now? But It was awesome. It was awesome. you know they're fellow new yorkers too so it's like it was really cool because if i really you know maybe i'll go out with them eventually and we can do it in person instead of over you know it was during this whole pandemic and stuff like that but that's the other thing that's holding a lot of people back there's so many teams ready to just hit the ground running when 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 all the restrictions are up and you know the face masks is a hindrance because it's blocking your breathing you can't look around as much yeah, we're sorry we went laughing at you there saying that. No, no, no. Hey, listen, we, 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 we had uh, my doll down here, Lucy, and stuff. And uh, she was getting moved out of this room and go back up there. And we never had, I mean, you never froze up the whole time we've been on live with you. And all of, sudden, Lucy back. <laughs> all of a sudden, as soon as she got up by where we got monitor at, it you kind of froze up and skipped. Wow, wow, it's you got around by the door, you came back. <laughs> that's awesome i did a i did a uh a, a, like a after hour show after we used to do like one hour episodes and then an hour off on patreon and uh the my partner who's the psychic medium she had a, an entity flow through the computer you want to talk about old school tv squiggle lines like this i've never seen a computer do that in my entire life the thing almost it, it froze it did the lines and it made this horrendous noise like me like a like a 
like the buzzer in my title scene, like in the intro to this, where it goes beep, beep, like that part. It was the worst thing I've ever experienced. I had to take the headphones off. It was crazy. <laughs> Tell them what happened to us and the Ghost Sisters Moonshiners up there at Rick's Saturday night with the K2 meters and all of the K2 meters we had going off. Oh, yeah. Some type of energy surge that we had around the, the dragon table. Um, just everybody has their devices out. Um, usually it, it's pretty, pretty dead. Um, no electricity on that, on that back wall. And suddenly everything was just lighting up like crazy. And uh, caretakers running down the wall going, there's no electricity here. There's no reason why this should be happening. And it just, it just stayed. Everything was pegging red. And then, so a few minutes later, we got up, took a break, went outside, nothing gone. Four K2 meters. We had four up and, and all of them was pegging red. Wow. Wow. Definitely something passed through. Definitely something passed through in some way, shape or form. Had to be. What else could it have been? It was That's crazy. A lot of energy around that table. Yes. It's crazy. Let me, let me ask you this question. This is a different question. You know, you know how there's residual energies, right? Something traumatic happens in a room. Yes. How it, for you guys, how do you decipher the difference between that that holdover energy and an actual entity? Because sometimes it can get a little blurry between the lines there. Can we communicate with it? Is it something that has that you see over and over again? That kind of thing? I mean. Is it intelligent or is it just residual? Awesome. Awesome. Now, another another aspect of paranormal is para-unity. Everybody knows what para-unity is and how important it is to work together. You know, my thoughts on it, and I'll let you guys think about it afterwards, is what we were talking about before. Everybody has something to learn from everybody. Yes. You know, and everybody, even if they're the first investigation ever they may think a different way than you and it's always intriguing to me to see how new people think because they're not used to the, the tried and true ways and they kind of sometimes think outside of the box let's say you guys are para unity i was actually a, a little surprised at how supportive have that people have been since we have started doing this and yeah. our names kind of gotten out there a little bit i was really surprised that most people are pretty supportive. Um, I think everybody does things differently. And, and I'm, I'm a huge skeptic, really. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm an open-minded skeptic. I'm willing to believe you, but you're going to have to prove it. <laughs> so, I mean. And we're just now getting a chance to work with other teams. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, we got, we got a lot to, and, still got a lot to learn, but you know, we're, I think you never stop learning. I mean, it's exactly, you know, the, the past record with us is, you know, wouldn't really much work with other teams. Yeah. And, but since we form, you know, we, we want to work with other teams. So, you know, it's just a new aspect of the, of going out on the hunt. So. Well, that's, that's awesome too. You know, it takes time. You have to get used to each other before you can really, branch out with other people because you have to know what the other people are going to do with their movements, how they react to things. You know, that's always a good thing too. And, you know, I, 
I, I like that. I think that there always is something to learn from everybody, you know, and I think that that's a huge thing. And other another aspect that maybe how do you and this is going to be like a question that you might be able to answer. You might not be able to answer. But, you know, there are people who are putting not genuine evidence out there. We don't we're not going to say who they are, or what they are. How do we discern or at least how do we stop sort of that happening in uh, your mind? I don't really think you can stop no, it. I don't think you can, but just kind of ignore it and, and go on. I mean, it's, I don't, I don't think everything that, that happens is, is paranormal. I mean, I know that yes, possession, I believe possession can happen. Attachments can happen, but everybody has depression at some point in their life. I don't think that's necessarily something that, that's paranormal. Family so that, member that, dies. That, that's one yeah. of my big pet peeves is for somebody to, to I, say to, you know, Oh, this is paranormal. You have your, you know, well, like at one video I got sent, I had that little creepy voice singing. What a wonderful life. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, it was sent to me. He's like, the guy was like, what do you think about this? Uh, as far as I know, there wasn't nobody around. And so he sent it to me. I sent it to them. And I got to look, and it was Five in uh, It was actually in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, where he took the video at. He was videotaping his son. And uh, she found the actual video of the song. Where the little, wow. It was a little, about five minutes. Yeah, it was yeah. a little boy singing to his baby, to a little baby brother or sister. That's what we try to do a lot. And, we try to debunk all that stuff right there. Hey, is our car going by? Or the wind is that in the house stuff so, like I mean, that. That's that's about all you can do is if you think it's fake, it's something you know, just try to debunk it and yeah, without without but be respectful. Out, you know, yeah. be, be respectful. I mean, like him, I, we, I agree. I, I went back and told him like, look, we, we I sent him the video. She sent it to me. I'm like, we replicated this song. We found the video. I'm like, you're in Pigeon Forge. I said maybe somebody walking by was on TikTok or something and it was playing and it just recorded and you didn't realize that they were behind you or, or something or somebody standing beside of you. And, you know, and he was like, Oh, he said, didn't, I didn't think of that. He said, it makes sense, you know? And so you don't I mean, necessarily know if it's intentional, if they're putting stuff out there, it's intentional or if they really believe that it's, you know, well, that's, that's the other part of it too. And you're right. And it does have, there is a, an aspect of, the, of a not knowing maybe like you said like maybe somebody was playing in the background he didn't realize that but that's also why sometimes it's better to keep the teams a little smaller than really big because then it turns into a party with people playing stuff off the phone and things like that yep. i think that that has a lot to play into that factor too we have and, a go ahead and people do stuff to test you too i mean yes, yes. To you just to see if you're going oh yeah that's paranormal and they're like, dude, that's fake. I made it, you know. <laughs> well, here's the here's the thing about that too. And if you're one of those people trying to test others, I think that that is it's it, it's not really cool. It's not cool because you're asking people to take time out of their life to explore what you're sending them, and you're sending it on a joke or to be funny. When to those people, it may be a little bit more serious at those times, right? Like, I mean, that's how I feel. I may be different, but, you know, I think that, that, that people shouldn't do that. That's not, that's like kind of, you know, it's kind of calling into question your integrity as well when they send you something like that. For me, 
tested you. Yeah, she tested me. <laughs> uh, we didn't know each other that long, and I didn't know what all happened in her house. I just moved into a, a new house that's directly behind my old house, and there had been two deaths in that house within the year before I bought it. Um, and I knew I looked at it like a few days after that last death and um, the team, they knew that I'd had deaths. They didn't know the exact, you know, the, the specifics. So had them over and I was like, okay, Jimmy, go ahead and walk through the house. Tell me what you find. And he goes straight back to the master bedroom and said, okay, who sleeps here? And I said, okay, I, I do. Well, I hid and he said, no, before. And I, I said, that's where they found the lady um, dead. And then he said, okay. And I see her right here at the foot of the bed too. Her legs are here. And I was like, that's where they pulled her off the bed to do CPR. Said, okay. That's good. I'm done. I believe you. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that, that's a little different, I think, because he was there in person. That's not sending him a video clip and like <laughs> trying to, cause they can be manipulated. So you were asking about his, his abilities as a psychic. Yeah which is or a medium and that's totally fine because you have to be extra skeptical about psychic sometimes because there are so yep. many people who use it as a, a means of income as opposed to actually being able to, you know, talk to the other side or, or be around the other side like that. And I think that that's, that's a, a great way to, to pose that, you know, we have a question here from Denise. And it says, what about 9-11? I was there. Do you think that there's a lot of energies there, as in residual energy? I believe they'd have to I be. Yes, so. I, I, I do, mean, too. That uh, much trauma. And, I've and not death. been there, but, I mean, that, that'd have to be an overwhelming place. There's a lot of spirit uh, people that probably really weren't ready to leave at the time when all I mean, that happened. I mean, imagine the, the fear. Yeah. And it's jumping out the windows and stuff i'm sure and, right. like me and you jimmy i couldn't imagine walking up there and just to be overwhelmed and get somebody the, the overwhelming feelings i mean so it's got to be intense i mean i live rather closer to there i probably wouldn't even go and and i don't know if i'd be able, if you'd be allowed to there's probably a lot of security things like that but that would be one of those places you know how about you guys do you, do you feel that there's any of those places that like you know what I just don't even want to go there. I'm not even going to go there. I think a lot of people might find that a little disrespectful. Sometimes you kind of have to be careful, you know, going in there and looking for things like that. Definitely got to tread lightly. Definitely got to tread lightly in a place like that. And I, I respect that. That's, that's a great, I didn't even think about that too. And, you know, but that definitely makes it a little bit of a different scenario too, is the respect factor. And that's all, about how a team approaches a place too, right? Like that's how we decipher why we're not going in like a bull in a china shop and, you know, going in on gentle feet and making sure that we do what we need to do to prepare ourselves to get into those situations like that. And I think that that's a big deal too. Be like so, cemetery. I, yeah. mean. I agree with that too. I think sometimes cemeteries are a bit rough. It's a bit rough to go in there and, and feel okay about it to me. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a tough thing because they're supposed to be resting peacefully. And what if now you're not agitating, but you're invoking them to come out and be like, Hey, get the hell out of here. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. <laughs> God. But yeah, I think of that, 
World Trade Center, I think. That's, that's, that's a tough too. one, man. That's definitely a tough one. Definitely a tough one. Oh, man. So we're getting closer to the end now, and I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you if you could tell the up-and-coming paranormal teams anything, what would you tell them? My opinion is <laughs> there's some teams out here right now that say, oh, don't, don't get out here and do it. It's the worst thing you can ever do. I love it. I enjoy every day of it. I enjoy help, helping people like that needs help at their homes and stuff. It's just a totally different feeling when you can actually go out and help somebody that needs help. So if somebody really enjoy doing stuff and helping people, get out and do it. This be, is a great thing to get out be and do. Your, be yourself like yeah. we are. I mean, and uh, if there's other local teams around and, you know, you come up on a case or something that you're overwhelmed with or you don't feel comfortable or having trouble with, don't be afraid to reach out to a different team. You know, hey, guys, we got into this and it's a little more than we can handle being new or or we don't have the certain right equipment for it. Can you guys come in and help? I mean. It's not what you see on TV. No. No, no you, you're seeing, I mean, it's kind of like watching my husband watches the fishing shows. You know, you don't see the time when they're not catching fish. So, I mean, they don't see that eight hours you spent there in the dark watching and waiting and or the hours, the, the additional eight hours that you spent going over your, your evidence. I mean, it's so there's a lot of of time put in it. Yeah, because, I mean, you say you spend four hours on an investigation. You got four hours of video footage to watch, four hours of recorder to watch, or listen to, yeah. You listen to it. And if you got multiple cameras, that's four hours a piece on the cameras. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> your four hours turn into two or three days worth of work afterwards. I mean, oh, but that for that one little one, but you little hit thing that though. one. I mean, <laughs> yeah, makes you feel like that's you got a gold for, Yeah. yeah. That's true. We have another question from the audience, and it's Angela, and she asks, "Where's the most haunted place you have ever visited?" Hmm. That's a good question, Angela. Mine's probably Mike Riddle's up there at the land. That land up there next to Pevine Railroad, where all that killing happened, probably the most. I'm I mean, thinking about getting in the car and coming down and exploring that place with you guys. I mean, that that sounds awesome down there. I'm not going to lie about it. You can get down here. We'll take you. Yeah, you awesome. Awesome. I'll, don't say that because I'll be there. I'll, <laughs> I'll find a hotel near there and I'll be there in a minute. You have no idea. <laughs> hey, hey, we got the we got the keys to get right in, so we can go in anytime. That's awesome. <laughs> and that's awesome. That, that's probably the most. Be Trans Allegheny for me. I think that place is really. I'm not say brushy. Hmm. I mean, now, we've Morristown was pretty good for yeah. me because. But... Now, when we go over to Mike's property a lot, usually I come back and it used so much of my energy that I'm sick for two or three days. So, I mean, I can go over there and just 
walk on the property and get sick. Me and Jeff was over there. Me and him both was over. Uh, we was sick for what three, four days or so. Yeah, we was over during the daytime. Yep. Wow. Well, yeah, and no, I've had places affect me like that, too. And I've actually been affected via, like, Zoom. It's the craziest thing in the world. You finish, you put it down, and then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute. I am so tired. I'm so tired right now. I actually fell asleep. Like my, me and my girlfriend were watching TV, and we had finished. It was last Sunday. We finished up an investigation. I'm like, I don't know what the hell's going on, but I am ready to drop right now. I fell asleep for, like, 12 hours. It was, it was a rough one. It was a rough one. Yeah. Well, me and you ended up getting together, I think, over the phone. Yeah. And we ended up pr- uh, doing a prayer thing over me and him. Over the phone. Over the phone. Cause, I mean, that's how bad we feel. I mean. Wow. And, <laughs> wow. Cause, I mean, we, we, we was down there for a couple of days. That was yeah. that was Bigfoot day, too, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah you guys had a rough day. Yeah, that was Bigfoot <laughs> yeah. and everything. We we got chased through the woods and everything that day. <laughs> wow. You guys are on some hot spot. I'll tell you what. I could tell already you guys are just on some serious hot spot. Yeah, that, so much. a lot of people said they love to move down here to Tennessee. And I mean, there's a lot of stuff down here. Yeah, yeah. A lot of uh, some, you know, it's like a mass exodus of California. Some of those people relocated in Nashville, believe it or not. It was, I was like, Nashville, that's a bit, it's a far for, you know, California people to be trekking all the way over there. But I think it, you know, there's something about the, the, the Tennessee hospitality that really sticks out to those people and they like it. They love it. Yeah. We got Roletta Lynn's house that's haunted Riddle, down yeah. here in Tennessee. That's yeah, Nashville. Yeah, Nashville. I'm sure it's gonna open up more to us, you know, as our name gets out more. I mean Yeah. People be there's there's gonna be places we don't even know about and then somebody's gonna holler oh, dang, I didn't know that place was. Yeah. You know, so once our name gets bigger, people probably start contacting us more and say, hey, do y'all want to come here and investigate? And You've got a lot of that now. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're getting a lot of that now, but I mean, the road trip. <laughs> yeah, we've had a lot of like uh, Louisiana, Ohio, yeah. uh, some in New Mexico, Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky, but we're just not really set up right now to take them long trips. Yeah, a lot, you know, it'll it'll come back. It'll come back for that, and we'll get there. We'll get there. It's, it's a work in progress for everybody now because, you know, between uh, economic, you know, depressions and things like that, things are really getting tough. And, you know, I think that the, I think one of the blessings you guys have is that hotspot, too. You could just go out there and you get to enjoy, you know, whatever, whatever you need to do in that area. And I think it's crazy. We have another question it says how far do you travel let's say for like a residential if somebody needs your help how far will you guys go it would depend on the situation i guess um and what kind of evidence they have i mean we're not going to pick up and go cross country if your cat staring into the corner or anything but, <laughs> but i mean but if, you, but if you can you know supply some I mean, good evidence and you've got real issues then yeah now, so far, I mean, we we live in Greenville, and well, and Gina lives in Kingsport. Jeff lives in Irwin, and uh, we went to Morristown. We supposed to be going to Virginia, so I mean, we got different little. I mean, we've gone yeah, further we, away yeah. for bigger things. Because me I mean, and you, me and Gina work. We both work full time jobs. 
Gotcha. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, that's, that's rough right there. And then you got to work all day and then go and, you know, investigate at night. It could be, it could be, you know, pretty crazy. So sure. we're at the end, guys. And what I want you to do is I want to give you a moment. I'm going to leave you guys on full screen for a second. I want you to just talk to the people for two minutes. Tell them whatever you want to tell them. And this is one of the things we do at the end. So hold on. Let me get you on full screen and then we'll. Uh... There you go. Go ahead, guys. <laughs> well, first of all, thank you, everybody, for your support and for watching our videos and everything. And, and thank you for having us on, Rob. We just we enjoy it. It's a passion. Yeah, this was a fir the first podcast we've been on, so uh, didn't really know what to expect or or anything, but uh, it, it was fun. I enjoyed it. And, it has been fun. Uh, like to do more. I mean, it's just interesting. I mean, just like talking to friends. Yeah, yeah, getting the camera and the mics, and you know, we worked on a lot of that yesterday, getting everything set up, prepared for it. And, I want to thank everybody that follows us. And uh, if you ain't following oh. Facebook, TikTok, <laughs> uh, look, reach out. We'd love to hear your yeah, stories. Reach out to us, send us pictures. If you got something you want us to look at, send us, send it to us. Let us know. We, we won't turn nobody down. I want to tell you guys, you guys, for the first podcast you ever did, you guys did excellent. It was a great show. I enjoyed the hell out of it. And talking to you guys, like you said, it's like talking to friends. It's always like a good conversation. My shows are never really hard point interviews. I like to just talk, you know, just I'll yep. ask you questions and pick your brain as if we were sitting there and just hanging out, you know? Yeah. We, we just, yeah. Awesome. we like Thank to be you. ourselves. We don't try to make, make something up and let people think we something else. We just want to be ourselves and have fun and <laughs> let them see the, True us. <laughs> we laugh and joke. Is that a good I mean, thing or a bad thing? <laughs> no, it's a good thing. I mean, ge being genuine is, you know, it's the best part about doing this. I've done, this is show number 30 of this show, but I've guest starred on a lot of different podcasts too. And, you know, the being genuine is what makes people actually like they, they, they enjoy what you do because Nobody wants to get that facade. It's like getting lied to, you know, they don't want to see those people who are like, well, yeah, you know, it's like kind of hokey at that point. And I, I've always done better just, you know, being myself too. I, I just love doing this. This is one of my passions along with the paranormal and ufology and history is just getting out here and, and preaching a message of, to people that, you know, it's always, it's always fun to have other people around who think yeah. like you do and talking to each other is just an enjoyable thing. Yeah. We set a special background up for everybody to watch it while we was talking to. <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. So we're at that end now, guys. And I just want to thank you. It's been an honor and a privilege for you guys to come on here. I truly enjoyed your company tonight. And please go and follow them on TikTok. Go and follow them on YouTube. Find them on Facebook. You can find me on YouTube at Full Spectrum Universe, soon to be Full Spectrum Network. You can also find the Full Spectrum Universe page on Facebook and on TikTok and on Twitter and anywhere that you think you can find us. So I want to say subscribe, follow, like, share. Thank you, everybody, tonight for joining us. Um, I'm sure we're going to have you guys back. 
Outlaw Paranormal is one of my favorite teams, and it should be yours too. <laughs> thank, thank, thank you, Rob. You. You've been amazing. Hope to be back on your show. We've had soon. fun. We have, yeah. We That's had a, a guarantee, guys. That's a guarantee. You will be back here. We'll be letting other teams know about you too. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So, with that being we're going to close out this show. And thank you, everybody in the audience, for coming by and watching us. We did we did really well with the numbers tonight, too. So I appreciate everybody. And uh, everybody be blessed. And, and hopefully tomorrow is always going to be a good day, right? Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> All right, guys. Everybody have a great evening. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Rob. Bye-bye.